Mark chapter 4. And again Jesus began to teach beside the lake. And a very great crowd gathered about him. So that he got into a ship in order to sit in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was at the lakeside on the shore. And he taught them many things in parables, illustration or comparison. Put besides truths to explain them. And in his teaching, he said to them, Give attention to this. Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he was sowing, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seeds of the same kind fell on the ground, full of rocks where it had not much soil. And at once it sprang up, because it had no depth of soil. And when the sun came up, it was scorched. And because it had not taken root, it withered away. Other seeds of the same kind fell among thorns, plants, and trestles, grew and pressed together, and utterly choked and suffocated. And it yielded no grain. And other seed of the same kind fell into good, well-adapted soil and brought forth grain growing up and increasing and yielded up to 30 times as much and 60 times as much and even 100 times as much as it had been sown. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him be hearing and let him consider and comprehend. And as soon as he was alone, those who were around him with the twelve of the twelve apostles began to ask him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been entrusted the mystery of the kingdom of God, that is the secret counsel of God which are hidden from the ungodly. But for those outside of our circle, everything becomes a parable. in order that they may indeed look and look but not see and perceive and may hear and hear but not grasp and comprehend least happily they should they should turn again and it their willful rejection of the truth should be forgiven them and he said to them do not discern and understand this parable How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. The one along the path are those who have the word sown in their hearts. 
But when they hear, Satan comes at once and by force takes away the message which is sown in them. And in the same way, the ones sown upon the stony grounds are those who, when they hear the word, at once receive and accept and welcome it with joy. And they have no real root in themselves. And so they endure for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, they immediately are offended, become displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. And the ones sown among the thorns are others who hear the word. Then the cares and anxiety of the world and distraction of this age and the pleasures and delight and false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in, choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. And those sown on the good ground well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word and receive and accept and welcome it and bear fruit some 30 times as much as was sown some 60 times as much and some even a hundred times as much and he said to them is the lamp brought in to put under a peck measure or under a bed and not to be Put on the lampstand. Things are hidden temporarily, only as a means to revelation. For there is nothing hidden except to be revealed, nor is anything temporarily kept secret except in order that it may be known. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening, and let him perceive and comprehend. And he said to them, Be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more beside will be given to you who hear. For to him who has will, more be given. And from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away by force. And he said, the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seeds upon the ground and then continues sleeping and raising night and day while the seeds sprout and grows and increase. He knows not how the earth produces acting by itself, first the blade, then the air, then the full grain in the air. But when the grain is ripe and permits immediately, he sends forth the reapers Put in the sickle because the harvest stands ready. And he said, with that, can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use to illustrate and explain it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground, it is the smallest of all seeds upon the earth. Yet after it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all the garden herbs and put out large branches so that the birds of the air are able to make nests and dwell in the shade. With many such parables, Jesus spoke the word to them and they were able to hear and to comprehend and understand. He did not tell them anything without a parable. 
or privately to his disciples, those who were particularly his own, he explained everything fully. On that same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go over the other side to the lake. Leaving the throng, they took him with them. Yes, as he was in the boat in which he he was sitting, and other boats were with him, and a furious storm of wind of the hurricane proportion arose, and the waves kept beating into the boat so that it would already be coming full. But he himself was in the stern of the boat asleep on the leather cushion. They awoke him and said to him, Master, do you not care that we are perishing? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush now, be still, muzzle. And the wind ceased, sank to the rest as if exhausted by its beating. And there was immediately a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. And he said to them, Why are you timid and fearful? How is it that you have no faith, no firmly relying trust? And they were filled with great awe and fear exceedingly and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Mark chapter 4. Jesus made it clear who belongs to him and who does not. We find ourselves always trying to explain things to people. But could it be, according to our Lord Jesus' words, that the people that don't understand, that won't listen, that won't perceive God's words, is because they really don't belong to God. <laughs> he made it clear, he said, those that belong to him, that was closest to him. Every, when they were done, when he was done preaching, he would explain to them what those secrets were, what he was saying. Pay attention, sometimes you will be listening to a message from God. God will let that prophet or that preacher speak what he told them to say. God is so awesome that it doesn't matter how many people that message reach or how long it takes to reach you. God will also give you something to confirm that he's talking to you. Pay attention. Jesus said, He will reveal secret things to the people that are closest to him, that belong to him. Pay attention. Belongs to him. The Lord sent me a message the other day. The message came from Prophet Lovey. I was in prayer and I was led to go listen to something. I went and I listened to something. And the Lord had given me this thing uh, years ago when I was shut down with him. Excuse me. So, 
what I was paying attention to, what Jesus just said, and what um, Prophet Love was saying, God knows how to reach you and explain to you dreams and vision, things to you that you yes, he tells you certain things and he'll let you understand certain things. If you're seeking him, he'll let you understand everything. But he has a set time that will explain a season you're going through. Hallelujah. He has a set time and a set message to help explain that season to you. Amen. There was something that the Lord showed me years ago, and I have it written down. And I understood part of it, but he gave me the full understanding of it day before yesterday in prayer. I said, okay, Lord, I get it. God knows how to speak to you if you truly belong to him. You, he, a million people can hear a message, but God will put one word, one sentence, one, one paragraph just for you. For you to get. Nobody else will understand it. Nobody else will get it. That's what Jesus is talking about. Only his people will understand what he's saying. The word is hidden for a reason. You have a lot of people that's telling God's people to break the word down. That is not their job. That is not their job to break it down. It doesn't matter how much they try to break it down. It will never be broken down because it's hidden for a reason. Did you hear what Jesus said? What did he say? He said, so they won't escape. Uh, uh, he said, um, he said, in order that they may indeed look and look, but not see and perceive and may hear and hear, but not grasp and comprehend. Least happily, they should turn again. And it, they're in their willful rejection of the truth should be forgiven them. So God says the reason why he's not letting them understand it because people like to manipulate the word of God. So he said the reason why they're not going to understand it is because judgment is for them. You and I hearing the word now, understanding what the Holy Spirit is saying, come on the judgment because of it. Instantly. Do you understand? Jesus is saying, he said it, only his closest people will understand the word. That might help you now. Why, why when people speak, and they're speaking rubbish about the word of God, you're looking at them like, that doesn't mean that. What is wrong with you? He's letting you understand what's going on now. They won't understand. They won't perceive it because they don't belong to him. Do you understand? And if, if, think about if you had to go through a lot of stuff. I had to learn this lesson the hard way. You have to go through a lot of stuff by obeying God and following God's will and getting uh, uh, wisdom and knowledge from the Lord and how to apply it to your everyday life for every step of your life that he has set for you. Amen? God never tells you to do something and doesn't give you instructions on how to get it done. Hear me clearly today. Then you have people that don't want to live for God, don't want to do anything, but they want to obtain what you have. Come on now. That's a clear example of why Jesus says, I did not let them understand it. Because then they would try to uh, uh, escape judgment that's coming. God told us in his word that we learned 
there is a thing called uh 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 um birthright amen if you take something that god has given to you because of your faith because you were saved because you're walking right because you're living a life of obedience to god and you hand it to someone that didn't do anything for it there is a judgment for that god says whatever you bind on earth he'll bind in heaven amen whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven so if you as a child of god do not read your bible you do not understand the principle and the spiritual protocol of god's word god is a god of order you meet someone they're nice to you and you think they're nice people oh they're just so nice and they're so kind how do you know you haven't walked with them uh, 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 a whole lifetime god says there's none that's good none not you not i not no person on the face of this earth stop saying people are good there's none that's good none of us are good healthy rags if we were good jesus christ wouldn't have to come and died on the cross for us amen he said there's none of us that's good so pay attention you 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 this person is nice and they're kind and, da, 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 da. and this person has a problem they're not saved you say hey are you saved mm, i go to church you understand um no i wasn't talking about religion i'm talking about relationship do you have a relationship with jesus christ do you believe he's god of your uh, uh uh your 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 he's the son of god and he's your god the head of your home and your life and they tell you yeah i know he exists i know he's that but i'm not really down for all of that right now okay now your word tells you right away that's a rejection of the jesus christ amen so right away you're supposed to leave that alone walk away hey nice meeting you lad. and you, you don't be rude you be polite but you already know what's going on now the very same person now we're talking about the people because you work with them or maybe you meet them at a store i don't know you thought we're talking about the same person comes back again hey i'm going through this and this and this can you pray for me i need to get an apartment or i need to get a car and i need to do this and i need to do that god says what does god says in the book of psalm if you in the book of psalms if you don't repent of your sins you're not forgiven you must repent of your sins what does it mean to repent of your sins to remove it never repeat that behavior again if you study all the book in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John every time anyone approaches uh, uh, God's disciples uh, uh, for anything to be done in a materialistic way or something like that, he always asks them uh, are you saved? do you belong? are you one of us? did not Jesus give that same illustration to the lady that was begging for him to heal uh, uh, one of her children amen? And, and what did Jesus say? Jesus says, well, I don't, what do I have to do with you? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he says, <laughs> she says, even the dog stay at the master's feet. She humbled herself. She understood that only Jesus Christ could do something for her to help her child, her family member, who she was interceding for. Right? She understood mm-hmm. only he had the key to help her. Amen? Only he has the key to help whatever situation going on in your life. Why do we always wait till we're in dire need before we know God exists? Before we give him the time of day. She understood that. Think about if she was rude when he spoke to her. What would happen? Think We, we see a lot of people that say they're Christians right now. And if, if they see a situation 
they want to get angry about the situation. Come on, somebody. They don't stop to think that God is showing you something. Um, maybe you need to show them humility. What real humility looks like. Amen. And I'm not saying for all of us. Some of us go to a lot and some of us get very quiet and we walk away. Some of us have to stand there and watch it. I mean, I'm one of them. Um, and I have to be quiet while watching it. But the way you handle things exhibit who is the head of your life. Right? So let's jump back. Jesus said that he reveals to his children, the people that are close to him, that he called family, the people that are closest to him. How, how do you think it would be if Jesus was alive today on earth, if he came back to earth right now? He's coming back, but if he was on earth right now, he's alive, but if he's on earth right now, how do you think that would be? How do you think it would be if um, you were walking with him? What do you think would be the requirement to walk with the Son of God? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Do you think you would be able to hang around him and lie? Mm-hmm. And, and break his commandment? Do you think you would be able to do that? Mm-hmm. Do you think you would be able to go to the club the next day and then come back and, and say, Yay, Jesus, what's up? Mm-hmm. No. You would have to truly have a pure heart to be that close to him. Think about it. And he, yet he exists right now. He did all that sacrifice so that you and I would have the Holy Spirit to get the job done that God brought us on earth for to get done. It's not an easy job. To him who much is given, much is required. We're going to touch that part right now. God says, the more you understand the word, hear me today. The more he opens your heart to understand it because you're closer to him. It means the more he's going to give you. So the more you get revelations, the more you study, the more your, your chastisement will be more, uh, it'll be higher, it'll be heavier. Think about it. Because now you know. You're no longer on milk, you're on meat. Do you understand? And th- this is for those that like to hang around people that's anointed and try to get what they have and th- those that are in, in some words those that are playing church even what you have will be taken away that's the word what is God saying don't play with me nobody asked you to come sit up in my place and mock me I was I was talking to him about this and I and I, and I was crying as I was talking to him about it. I was like, "Lord, I'm sorry for all the stuff people are doing on the earth and the way they're behaving and we we're so not worthy of you." And he put this thing in my spirit. We we want to always when we kneel before God, we want to, "Father, we pray for your will to be done in our lives, your will in our children's lives, your will where we go, when we come back, your will, always your will, in the highest of the heavens to the depths of the earth, in the spiritual realm, in the physical realm, we pray for your will to be done as it is in heaven. Let it be on earth. Amen. Think about 
He is the creator of heaven and earth. On top of that, he had a bunch of people that wanted to run earth like they own it. Doing a lot of evil things. He reset the world before by causing a great flood. Think about that. Then he, he comes back and he repopulates it again. Starts again, starts again, starts again. The people start doing the same thing. A great evil is on the face of the earth. It's not like he doesn't know. He knows. He said it. He said it. He knows what's going to happen. He said what's going to happen. He's going to bring judgment. He made a hell, which is in the middle of the earth. And he has it special for those that disobeyed him. Is that a mean God? He can do what he wants. He's the creator of us and everything around us. But with that, he's still a God of love. He gave you a choice. Now, your choice is up to you. You choose to lie. You choose to break his commandment. He said, if you break one of my commandments, you've broken all of them. And if you really think about it, you have to, to tell a lie, you have to tell it to somebody. Think about it. You made a choice to punch that ticket to go straight to hell. And the more you do those things, the farther away from his presence you go. Because he's holy. He's a loving God. I'm someone that he, he's given me I went from someone that didn't like to talk to someone that he's given me um, skill in, in when I'm teaching his word to know what he's saying and now I know I'm, I'm comfortable at this new level he's taking me to I find myself stuttering a lot <laughs> and, 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 I, and I pay attention to it because I feel like uh, uh, I'm doing it now because I wait for everything for he tell for everything he's going to tell me to say. So no matter how much you think you know, the word says the more you know, the more he's going to hold you accountable. The more. But the less you know, what is he saying? If 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 I tell a child, "Hey, um Go do this, go do that. And that child is it knows that routine, right? And that child does that job exceedingly well. You don't have to go back and double check. That child is reliable. That child is a child of integrity. That child is honest. That child does things diligently. So when I go, when the first time after I go check, that child does it good. I don't have to go back and check again on that child. So now, because I've been watching how that child worked, I will go and say, okay, I'm going to give you more. So he gives you more. But if you have a child that is there, and they're, they're watching the other child work, but they're still there. They're not contributing. They're not doing anything. And this is, we're talking about the body of Christ, totally. Even what that child knows. You understand? Think about it. You have one child that's working, the other one just sitting there and lying and doing what they're doing. God says, I will come and, and say, okay, bring me your tablet. Bring me the remote. Bring me everything. Since you like to watch, you don't want to help. You just want to be in the crowd, but you don't want to be responsible for anything. That's what's going to happen. 
That's what God is expecting he's going to do. Even what you have, he's going to take from you. Because you're basically not producing. You're not fruitful at all. That's the word. The next thing he's talking about, where he talks about a light, a lamp, that shouldn't be hidden under a bed. Right? Light, bed, we, we know bed represents ministry and marriage to God and to whoever he has set for your life. We're not discussing that. We're, we're talking solely about God. So, if you take your light and you, you take a lamp, a beautiful lamp. When he saved you, you're beautiful. You, you're passionate. You want to tell everybody about Jesus. You want to talk to everybody about Jesus. You keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Now, he's telling you, pay attention, he's highlighting ministry and marriage. Some people, when they get into certain churches, they forget they're saved. They're too good to talk about Jesus. They don't want to say anything about Jesus. They're ashamed of him. When you're on your job, oh, you know, our job so we can't do that. Then you need to pray for another job. Because you wouldn't have the ability to even go to that job without God and his son Jesus Christ doing what he do for you every day to wake you up. So, so <laughs> you get you're not you're not talking to anybody about Jesus. You're not excited to tell anybody who you are. You understand? I told him straight up. Um, oh well, you can't talk about God here. I said, but you can talk about the devil, right? You can you can cuss, right? And you can say all you want to say, right? So my Bible and my Jesus gonna be right here with you, baby. We gonna talk. Because if I have to listen to you, then you have to listen to me. You understand? Most people say, oh, well, you're being offensive. No, no, no. You don't have to, you don't have to follow what I'm saying. But like the word says, after you heard it, you're now under judgment for it. Nobody's forcing you to go to heaven. It's a, it's a free train. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord on Judgment Day. You know, says some tongue. Then said atheists won't do it. If you believe something doesn't exist, this is what I don't understand. If you believe something doesn't exist, you have to believe it exists before it exists. You understand? Because if I if I see something, say it's a it's a paper, and you're saying, oh, there's that piece of paper. I'm like, what paper? What? What, what paper? But everyone that says God doesn't exist, Jesus Christ doesn't exist, they can tell you about what part of the Bible they don't like. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's true. If you're telling me something, if you say, hey, do you see that, that bottle or that paper there? And I, it doesn't exist for me, I'm going to tell you, I don't see what you're talking about. I don't see what you're... You crazy? But the fact that you know who he is, and you can say what you don't like about it. Just say, I don't like the Bible. I want to go to hell. And that's it. Be honest. Be an honest person about it. Amen? Just be an honest person about it. Nobody is going to judge you for it except God. Nobody's going, nobody, no human being has no heaven or hell to put you in except God, who you should fear. 
Nobody's forcing you to like it. Nobody. Not even God. He told the devil, they have freedom of choice. That's why he can't force you to do nothing. You can't blame him for the sins you committed, you know. You can't say, God, the devil made me do it. No, the devil body wasn't in the bed with you. You were. The devil mouth wasn't speaking the things. You were. So the devil didn't make you do it. You chose. And you chose wrong. You chose. We see people choosing daily. And it's turning the earth upside down. You know what the Lord told me when I was in prayer today? He said, do not look at the things that's trying to get you to lose hope. You look around, you look at the news, you feel so hopeless. Think about it. He said, don't look at that. He said, look at me. It's like crossing a bridge. Just look at me. Just, Just stare at me. Me alone. He said, keep going. Keep teaching. Keep rebuking. Keep correcting. Keep going. (laughs) He said, even when you feel like I'm not present, I'm always there with you. I've never left you. I'll never forsake you. I'm always here. Can he say that about us? And he looked down and said, that's my child. She's so faithful and righteous and holy. And I love her so much. Or I love him so much. Can he say that about you? Or is every chance you get, you're in the mess. Every chance you get to tell a lie, you tell a lie. Not one part of you is honest and righteous. And your life is not going to change until you make that choice. And be careful. Pay attention to the numbers the enemy is taking out now. Because a dead person cannot choose salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. about fate before we close this is something me and Jesus had a lot of talk about I'm like I want to ask you a question Lord you just speak the things and it happens but I see people on earth and they say a lot of words and they think and and that's how you know who you are tell me As much as you can speak negativity and downwardness over your life, can you speak life over it? Tell me, are you anointed and appointed to speak to things and it happened? And did you know that cost you? Did you hear what he said about the parable of the last swords? So I'm operating at 30%, but they're going there. They're keeping it. They're holding on to the word that he gave them. 
that that he's spoken in your life is not i'm not talking about the promise of people and things i'm talking about the promise of the word of god the life that he's speaking to his word to you for daily daily correction of your spirit daily discipline in your walk daily correction in your mind and the words that come out your mouth you have to hold yourself accountable you have to pay attention when you're being manipulative when you're lying when you're thinking double-minded when you're being shysty you have to hold yourself accountable and the more you study the more you understand it the more he gonna give you more of it he gonna give you more of it he gonna say move this way move left move right duck bend lift up jump he and he moves you to it all But to the fakers, you cannot serve God and serve the devil at the same time. God says he's a jealous God. A jealous God. If you belong to the kingdom of heaven, then you need to hold yourself accountable for every conversation, every thought. Everything you're doing. Yes, we're stickler. Yes, we are because we're very disciplined. And where we're going is very disciplined. And where we have to live at is very holy and disciplined. If we want to go to hell, we ain't got to worry about nothing. We just do that and then go let them chain you down there. You're going to stay there because you think it's a hotel with a pool and everything. Hell is not that glamorous. I've seen it. Trust me. It is a horrible place for people to be. It wasn't created for human beings. That's why God has to put your flesh back in the ground. Hear me. That's why your flesh has to go back in the ground where worms eat you and you turn back to dust. It is your spirit that's going to hell. There's no end to your spirit. So he had to create a chamber of fire so that it will keep you there. Because of your choice. Because of your choice. Am I saying you're supposed to be perfect? No. I'm saying you're supposed to be holy. The word says so. God says so. Be holy for I'm holy. He's not asking you please be holy. He said he commands you every day, every choice you make. Be holy because I'm holy. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. He has me up. Praying. Teaching. I had an asthma attack. Come on, somebody. You still have to keep it going. Who created you? God did. Who is the master of your life? God is. Who tells you what you're capable of and what you're not capable of? I can do all things through Jesus Christ with strength and How often do you sit down with your problems and pull out the Bible and your notebook and put the answers to those problems through the Word of God? How often do you do that? Because you should be doing that every day. Jesus says the more you understand, the more He's going to give you. And the more He gives you, the more you're going to be weird to the world. Do you understand that? You're not going to be popular with the world. So if you're trying to be popular, the Bible is not for you. As a matter of fact, you're going to be separated from it. If you had two friends, you're not going to have none. Hear what I'm saying. Okay, before we close, let's everyone tell me what you got from the word of God. That he gave us this morning. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Hallelujah. The, um, God gives the understanding of what he's saying to people that are genuinely close to him. And that you have to live, like, you have to live a life that's pleasing to God and honorable. You can't be sinning because if you sin, like, everything that God has taught you, he will take away from you everything spiritually all your spiritual understanding all your spiritual gifts all those things go away Mm -hmm. because you're not being productive Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to stay in his presence you have to keep moving forward you have to you have to progress every single day you have to go from glory to glory amen People who know the word and are still sinning, they're hypocrites. You're right, Harmony. Um, let's go back to Angelica's thing. What did Repeat what Angelica said to me, please, someone. She said something like how sometimes people, like the people know the word of God. Like uh, the people, I think the people who didn't believe God, like doesn't believe in God know the word of god more than people who actually know the word of god but that also brings them under judgment because if you know the bible says if you know what's right and you're not doing it you're sinning Mm -hmm. so what that's what i'm trying to explain to the people of god your enemy studies god's people are the only people that's not studying you, the people that study against the word of God, they study how they're going to challenge you. Do you understand? You are supposed to be studying the word of God with the Holy Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way you, you know you're saved, according to Romans chapter 8. Amen? You are supposed to study with the Holy Spirit. The word of God says, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, not Beverly's word, Romans chapter 8, go read it for yourself, you do not belong to God. I understand everybody's saying you're saved and that's a no he says you must first be baptized with water and then with what the Holy, the Holy Spirit to be saved and having the Holy Spirit means do you do things your way it means every day of your life you do things his way if you say you have the Holy Spirit and you're sinning and you're repeating sin, you do not have the Holy Spirit. You have a spirit, but it's not God's spirit. Because God's spirit, when he comes in your life, when he comes in you, everything about you change. When you're reading the Bible, you're not reading the Bible to speak to others or teach it to them. You're reading the Bible for you so God can correct your spirit, so God can let you understand what's right and what's wrong with you before you can put it forward do you understand you must be the example following jesus christ 
to go forward. Do you understand? We see we see a lot of wrong interpretation of what a Christian is. We're not talking about being a Christian. We're talking about we're in a relationship with our Father. We are the children of God. We're supposed to be the ones that that light is in. Amen. And anywhere there's a, this is a thing that I'm dealing with. The enemy is trying to get a lot of people confused because Jesus talked about right there, there's, there's the reaping, the harvest has come. You're seeing a lot of people that are sitting and stuff, but people are not paying attention. This is the harvest now. This is the harvest. Do you understand? Judgment is coming. What is God people doing about it? And they're saying, uh, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for this analogy. They're saying, uh, uh, oh, the, Christ- the church is not real. And they say, they're. why are you looking at them? They didn't die on the cross. I'm looking towards Jesus, the only perfect one. I'm not excusing their behavior. God is on his throne and God will deal with whoever he needs to deal with. Nobody can't take his place. All the people that are saying this and saying that, you don't have the authority to do it because God is still on his throne. You will have to answer to God why you are speaking against any person. David didn't do it because he understood spiritual protocol. And there's so many violations going on saying it's in the body of Christ. But it's not in the body of Christ. God is authentic, authentic thing right here. Authentic spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And we know that everybody that, when, when you see that bag, that, let's, let's, let's do the bag with it. When you see that authentic bag, it costs so much. that when you have it, everybody want to know how you got it. Girl, I've been dying for that. And people that want to water it down, go get the fake stuff. Come on, somebody. So that's what's going on right now with the church. You do have the authentic people that's still standing. They always been there. They're just not on the front line for everybody to see them. Nobody takes an authentic bag and take it into a fish fry and say, okay, we're going to take it here and the smell going to get on the bag. No, I'm going to leave it in the car and I'm going to throw a thing over it. You know, you protect it with everything you got. That's the authentic Christian people, the relationship we have with God. That's the difference between the fake and the real. And that's what God is doing right now. That's what he's doing. That's none of our business. If you're a child of God, that's none of your business. That is God doing that. God is doing reaping time. That's his thing. And the, the, when, the, when the real part comes, some will go to hell, some will go to heaven. That's his thing. Nobody has the power or the authority to tell God how to do his job. And if you think you do, say it out loud and watch him do it with you. The, focus on what God is saying. You are the authentic thing. You don't follow nobody. You don't listen to, oh, this, per- this, this person fall. This person did. That has nothing to do with us. That has nothing to do with us. We are looking towards Jesus Christ. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. And we're looking at God. And that's what we're doing. And we're going to keep doing our job. And keep going forward. Amen.
Let me, let me close this right quick. Father, I thank you for your mercy and your grace, God. I give you all the glory this morning. I thank you for the listeners of your word and the hearers of it. Father, I pray that you let it go into their hearts. Let, it, let them walk it out, God. Give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to your word and the ability to apply it to their everyday life. Father, I humbly ask, oh God, this morning that whoever is hearing this word, that you let it resonate in their heart, God. Let them understand there's a difference between authentic uh, uh, people that is in you according to Romans 8 and then unauthentic there's a big difference and they should be looking towards you Jesus because there's no copy of you it's just you the original version and I thank you for that God for those that don't know you that need your help this morning I ask that you bless them and keep them God and hear their prayers Father wh- whoever need a miracle this morning whoever need a job I'm asking God according to your word and your will for them let it be done and I give you glory this morning in Jesus' mighty name, as I seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.